an entitled Karen tries to get me fired when I won't accept her coupon that is for another store. So I've been working at a subway near my house for a couple of months, and I was making myself a mid-shift lunch when a woman came up to the counter to order her sandwich. And so I put aside my food and helped her first, as I'm supposed to do. After she ordered her sandwiches, I got them all wrapped and rung up, and I told her the total, and she gave me a coupon for a buy one, get one free, and normally I would be okay with it, but it was for a Jimmy John's and not a Subway. When I told her that she couldn't use it here and that she would have to pay the full price for the sandwiches, she told me it was okay and that she would know because she worked at a Subway when she was my age. I told her that I was working there now and that it wasn't okay now because it's an entirely different chain of stores. We don't take those coupons. After a couple of minutes of back and forth of pretty much the same thing, she said that she'd like to talk to the manager as they were friends. At this point, I didn't argue because it would hopefully make her go away. And so I called my manager and put my phone on speaker. The conversation went as follows. The manager answered. I explained to the manager that a customer wants to talk to them. And this customer immediately says, your employee is refusing to accept my coupon and is forcing me to pay full price. I chimed in by saying, um, the coupon is for Jimmy John's. I've tried explaining it to her that we cannot and will not take it, but she refuses to listen and pay for her two sandwiches that are already completed. The customer says, it's just a sandwich. What's the big deal? Now, can I get my sandwiches or what? I then explained that no, we can't do that without them paying full price. It's not a Subway coupon. I can't accept it. This customer then says the very thing that almost sets me over the edge. She says, I want this employee fired for this. He is refusing to give me my food. How can you be on his side? This is so unfair. Thankfully, my manager was not having it and actually had my back. My manager said, ma'am, if this continues, I'm just going to hang up and nothing's going to happen. Make your choice. Pay for the subs or leave. After that, she said a bunch of slanderous words about our location and how unfair we were treating our customers and all this other garbage. But to keep a long story short, she left, the subs got thrown out, and she was never to be heard from ever again. How on earth do you go into a subway and try and use a Jimmy John's coupon? I mean, what kind of weirdo is that? You're just causing a big fuss over a sandwich that you could have made at home for cheaper. And I thought this manager was your friend. What happened? On a personal note, when I worked in customer service, I absolutely hated when a customer would try and claim that they knew the manager by person or that they were friends. Because 99% of the time, that was a complete lie. If you're friends with them, go ahead and give them a call and complain about me. I could care less. And you can bet those are the type of people who are the most entitled and they will act the most crazy when they don't get what they want. It's just absolutely insane. And it's completely irrational. Worst of all, if this actually is the case where the manager is friends with this crazy customer, the manager is probably too much of a coward to say anything to this person for their negative, abusive behavior. And that, in and of itself, is completely horrible to deal with as an employee. All things aside, I'm so glad that this lady did not get what she wanted, and I'm so glad that coupon was not accepted. Because Karens like this need to be put in their place. Because the last thing they want to hear is the word no, when in reality, they should have heard that years ago. Today, I messed up by asking a girl at the gym to put my hair in a ponytail. This happened two days ago and I'm still horribly embarrassed. I go to a really big gym with lots of treadmills. For the first part of my workout, I usually run several miles. I also have long curly hair. It's very clean and well kept. I know it's not gross because random women always approach me and say how much they like it. It actually embarrasses me because I'm a little shy. The problem is, lately when I've been running, it's flopping around getting into my eyes, which is super annoying. Last time I was at the gym, this woman noticed and put 
it in a ponytail for me. It worked out great and I was really appreciative. So the other day, I bought some hair bands and when I got on the treadmill, I tried to put it in a ponytail. After 10 minutes of fumbling with it, it was a no-go. There was a younger girl in her 20s on the treadmill next to me grinning, watching my wrestling match. She had completed her workout. I sheepishly looked at her and said it was my first time trying it alone and I was obviously uncoordinated. She started to laugh and this is where my mess up starts. I told her my hair was clean and asked if she could please help me real quick. Her eyes got very big and she said nothing. She just smiled at me and walked away. Suddenly I realized either she was really grossed out by touching a strange guy's hair or she thought I was trying to pick her up. I felt awful and creepy. First off, I'm a bit older than her. I'm about 56. However, I would never poach a girl in her 20s. My daughter is in her 20s. Furthermore, I think it's in poor taste to hit on women at the gym. We are all there to work out, not to score dates. I wanted to apologize, but I never saw her again. Now, I can't get this feeling of being a total old guy mouth breather out of my head. And worst of all, I still can't put my hair in a ponytail. Were you just as shocked as I was to find out that this was a 56-year-old man with this long hair? Did not expect that for the life of me. I can kind of see both sides of this. I can completely understand where this guy's coming from, where he feels like he scared this lady off, all because he asked her to put his hair in a ponytail. Because I think this guy said it best. You don't go to the gym to try and pick up a date. It's weird, it's awkward, and you can come off as a creep really quickly. I think your best solution would be to see if you can put your hair up in a hat somehow, or to maybe get that 20-something-year-old daughter of yours to help you figure out how to put your hair in a ponytail instead of some random woman at the gym. Overall, though, I think this could have gone a lot worse, and I would personally be thanking my lucky stars that I never saw that lady again, because the awkward memories would have flooded back, and your time at the gym would probably be spoiled. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for being willing to testify against my dad in court? So sometime last year, I was asked by my mom if I was willing to testify in court that I never stayed at my dad's house for as long as they had been divorced. And well, here's how it went. My dad was taking my mom to court in a custody battle over my younger siblings. I was over 18 years old at the time, so it wouldn't be relevant to me. He was only doing this so he could pay less child support, which will be important later. So my parents got divorced in 2015 due to my dad's cheating and constant mental and emotional abuse, with a dash of gaslighting on the side. My mom has the majority of the custody, taking two weeks to my dad's one, and then later to my dad just getting every other holiday and summers. My parents settled the child support personally without lawyers involved for some reason, probably to save money or something like that. And that was that. That is until my mom started to request a little more money because what she was getting was such a little amount as my dad had been decreasing the amount he paid as the years went by. It eventually got to the point where my dad sued my mom over custody of the kids so he wouldn't have to pay more, which is dumb because paying for kids full time is most probably more expensive. So with the trial approaching, my mom asked if I would be willing to testify over a video call and I agreed. Ever since I learned that my dad cheated on my mom, it's been very difficult to like him and what made it even more difficult was hearing how even now he's cruel to her and is aggressive towards her still, even when she moved to another state. So I still don't know how, but my dad found out that I was asked to testify and he texted me to ask me about it. He asked if my mom asked me to testify and I tell him yes she did, to which he immediately goes, I don't think it's right to have your own son testify against you, do you? To which I tell him that it isn't a matter of right or wrong. He claims it is wrong and asks why I would do it. I just tell him I'm not going to have a debate about it. He then goes on a rant about how he deserves to know why his own son would do it, to 
to which I tell him this is the exact reason why I didn't want to tell him. His reaction to knowing would be aggressive. He then tells me to be a man, tell him straight up, and that he can take it. I just tell him I'm not doing it because I hate him and that he is just overthinking it. I then ask why he's bringing masculinity into it, to which he denies having done, saying it's just a saying. The conversation goes like that for a little longer until he says, I forgive you for whatever you do, always love you, to which I respond, uh, okay, and then I stop texting him. A few days later, the trial comes about, and I am not asked to take the stand, virtually that is, and the court rules in my mom's favor, ordering my dad to pay the legal amount of child support, which turns out he was paying far less than he should have been. So the entire time he was trying to get out of paying child support, he also ended up paying a bit more than he would have otherwise. Plus, all of the back pay he was due. On top of that, he was also forced to pay for my mom's lawyer as well. So for him, the entire trial was a huge waste of money, and he won nothing. Unfortunately, my little siblings still have to spend summers there. That didn't change. And they find it miserable, but they get through it. But it's mostly a happy ending, as they don't have to spend extra time there. My dad won nothing and still pretends to care about his kids. I also don't think he even cares about the time they spend together. He just likes to make my my mom upset. All he does is try to bribe my siblings with things like AirPods or a new iPhone or a little dirt bike, which doesn't work by the way. They still hate going to his house. In the end, I didn't end up testifying against him. And even if I did need to testify, they were just going to ask me if I ever stayed there, which in all honesty is a small question, but I would have answered it. I think my dad thought I was going to say something worse than that. He couldn't have known what I was going to be asked, but his reaction to knowing what I could have done only made wanting to do it feel better. So am I the jerk in this situation? Am I the jerk for being willing to testify in court against my dad? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think you're a jerk at all. I think this situation is really messy overall. Your dad only took your mom to court so he didn't have to pay child support payments. It's a really scumlord thing to do because it reveals his hand completely. He's basically saying, hey, you're not worth the money. And that's directed towards his kids. It's a very telling sign when divorced parents don't want to do what they need to do for their kids. Whether that's paying child support payments or even buying them simple things like shoes or clothes or food. When a parent doesn't provide that type of stuff, if they're able to, to, then they are, in my eyes, a terrible parent. And the way this father is acting is not indicative of being a good parent. If anything, he's just a piece of garbage. And he is a terrible father. He does not care about his kids for a second. He just wants a discount on the family that he abandoned. And kids are smart. They can see the writing on the wall. In this situation, it probably wouldn't take much for the original poster's younger siblings to see exactly which parent actually cares. Is it the mom that's doing her best to try and figure out their situation and provide them with some semblance of a childhood as well as happiness and the things they need? Or is it the father who's trying to claim custody over the kids for the sole reason so that he doesn't have to pay child support payments? In my opinion, it doesn't take a genius to see that the dad in this situation is a terrible parent. And if I was a kid dealing with this stuff, I would absolutely pick my mom over him any day of the week. So good for this original poster for choosing to stick up for their siblings because you can bet that dad only texted them because he didn't want them to say anything that would ruin his case. All 
also he can try and save a little bit of money. Today, I messed up by getting my mom and my girlfriend's mom to think that we hated each other all while we secretly dated. And let's just say it was a mess. This happened over eight months ago. So my girlfriend's mom and my mom worked together. They became close friends last year. And since then, they've been trying to get her daughter and I, we're both 19 years old, together and to start dating. They made a few attempts at getting us to meet and it was really annoying. All we kept hearing was how good we would be together. We never actually met each other until she was tricked into getting a job where I worked. I had seen pictures of her, but she looked even better in person. After getting to know each other over the next four months, we realized we had a lot in common. The problem is we're both stubborn and didn't want to give them the satisfaction that they were right about us all along. So to repay them, we decided to pretend that we hated each other while secretly dating. If the relationship lasted a year, then we would tell them all about us. We made up a story about an argument we had one day at work. After that, we would just randomly start talking garbage about each other to our moms and then sit back and see what their reactions were. It was hilarious and made it easier for us to secretly date. But last week, we probably took the joke too far. My girlfriend was giving me some lines to say about her and we decided to heavily imply that I wouldn't be the first guy that she spent quality time with, if you know what I mean. When I told my mom this, she told my girlfriend's mom about it. It started an argument between the two of them about how I treated her daughter horribly. Of course, my mom tried to defend me by saying she's heard all the insults my girlfriend has said about me as well. Two days ago, we were told that they are no longer friends. We told them the truth about our relationship, but I guess it was too late because they said some nasty stuff about each other. Now my girlfriend and I feel awful for breaking up a good friendship. We should have been honest about our relationship from the start, especially with two people who would have supported our relationship from the get-go. It's never a good feeling knowing that you ruined a friendship, but even worse that you ruined a friendship over a lie. And that's really rough because it looks like both of these moms went in on it and said some super nasty stuff that ruined their relationship completely. Which really sucks because it sounds like they were good friends to begin with. And everything got messed up over a lie. I mean, sure, I can completely understand where you're coming from, where you have your mom trying to set you up with some other girl, and these two moms are trying to work together to get you two to date. Trust me, I've been there, and yes, it can be very frustrating. But at the end of the day, you started dating. You probably should have said something in the beginning and been like, hey, you were right. But things didn't go that way. Hopefully things can work out, and hopefully your mom, as well as your girlfriend's mom, can become friends again, because obviously the two of you never intended for anything like this to happen. So hopefully they're able to eventually make up and get things straight again. Today, I messed up by stealing what I thought was a pine cone, only to find out that it was a shark egg from an aquarium. Here's what happened. When I was really young as a child of 10 in primary school, a fun activity we used to indulge in was having a group of kids with designated locations on the playground called pine cone bases, where we would collect as many pine cones as possible and stash them there at the location of choice. There were pine trees completely circling around the oval, so during the autumn, the ground would become littered with them. We'd all collect as many as possible. When the season for pine cones passed, stealing pine cones from other bases and bringing them to your own was permitted, but you had to give it back if you were tagged. Most leaders would build diplomatic relationships with others, so there would be some semblance of peace. This did not always last, and war would break out between the groups. My base was strategically picked, where two fences met near sandwiched together, between the neighboring house and the school itself. The pine cones would slip right down between the two fences, and would be secure from any thief from other groups. So naturally, we reached the top. The base with the most pine cones was considered the pinnacle of all bases, and its people were among the most elite. Hotels and holiday houses paled in comparison to the might of the master pinecone base. It demanded without question 
everyone's respect. My influence even allowed me to pick what the special could be for the canteen lunch. It was always chicken tenders. One day, as a school incursion, we went to the city aquarium with bingo charts and questionnaires, which we had to solve by going to each point of interest, consisting of octopi, coral, fish, sharks, and other marine wildlife and activities. We were all split into groups of five. I was in Team Sea Urchin. As we entered one of the rooms containing many glass walls, with beautiful wildlife swimming behind them, there was a single tank in the center with the lid off, just low enough for kids to see inside. It was full of coral and bubbles, but there, right in my face and bobbing in the center, was the strangest, most sleek-looking, and smoothest pine cone I'd ever seen. It was beautiful and spiral in shape. My eyes must have flared in surprise, and my mind began to rush, because before anyone had a chance to see me, I had picked it up out of the water and stuffed it into my backpack. Throughout the rest of the incursion, we continued to answer all the questions and spot the bingo charts with the fish we found. It turned out not to be a contest, but whether or not the students were engaged in the activity, so no prizes were given out. Eventually, the excursion came to a conclusion, and we all had to return to the bus. Everything seemed normal, though I was slightly a bit giddy and far too excited to return to the playground. Once we returned to school, I proudly ran across the oval and placed my beautiful, unique pine cone in the center of the rest, right between the two fences where it was certainly safe. The moment the bell rang, we all went back to our classrooms, and the teacher had yet to enter. He came in later than usual. Upon coming through the door, he was red in the face, flustered as he leaned against the chalkboard. With a strain in his voice, he said... Does anyone know anything about a missing shark egg from the aquarium today? Me being me at the time, I pretending nothing of it happened, though eventually my beautiful centerpiece went missing. What a crazy story because I can 100% see a kid doing this. They go to an aquarium, they see something cool, nobody's looking, I'm gonna take it. I'm pretty sure that shark egg probably did not survive the trip, so I'm not sure if it was like an exhibit or something, but I really hope that wasn't a live shark inside that egg waiting to be born. Overall, this story is really funny and it makes me want to collect pine cones just a little bit more. My entitled sister-in-law ruins a family visit. I was dreading my recent visit to my parents' house because my entitled brother and my entitled sister-in-law overrun the house with all their stuff and expect anyone who's around to watch their kids. Unfortunately, though, this is nothing new. My sister-in-law was in week three or four of a cold, so she took frequent naps and just left her four- and seven-year-old girls to do whatever they wanted, assuming that somebody was going to watch them. The kids got up super early, around six or seven in the morning. Meanwhile, my sister-in-law and my brother sleep in until 9 o'clock. Then she goes downstairs to nap from 12 to 3. Then my entitled brother just tells me to watch the kids, not even asking me. He was supposed to be helping my dad and my husband with a chore, so he was excused. I asked where their mother was and was told that she was napping. Even better, we all had to be quiet while she slept. So I'm now responsible for watching her kids, but also I have to make sure that they are perfectly quiet while they scream about where mommy is. Another fun thing is our daughter is a teenager and the little girls run her ragged and don't respect her privacy in the slightest, especially when she's trying to sleep or even use the bathroom. If those spoiled children are awake, they're screaming for her. Also, my entitled sister refuses to let the kids have any devices, so they have to be entertained 24-7. They are allowed to watch Disney, but my dad used their account on his television, and my sister-in-law refused to tell my dad her password and insisted that he let her put 
put it in. He's 80 years old. It's not like he's going to steal her password to her Disney account. On the 4th, we set off some fireworks, and I was filming and playing some fireworks music on my phone. My sister-in-law tells me, I'm not allowed to play the 1812 Overture. I picked Ray Charles God Bless America because I thought it was a safe bet. But I forgot that my entitled sister-in-law is a rabid atheist. About a minute into the song, she says, That's enough of that. I was absolutely floored. Not to mention that she, as well as my brother, are 10 years younger than me. Most of my videos have her yelling at the girls to stay on the blanket. They also demanded dinner at 6 o'clock on the dot and complained until it was served. But of course, they didn't do anything to help my 80-year-old mom to fix it, who, by the way, had a knee replacement surgery and just walks around with a limp. I have never seen anybody act this extra around family, but my mom never says anything to them. Instead, she says it behind their back and wishes that they would improve their behavior. It's a really sad situation because I know the type of parents you're talking about. They come over, they storm the house, then they drop their kids off and say, hey, it's your problem now. It's super inconsiderate, especially when you didn't ask the person in the first place of, hey, can you watch my kids? It sounds like the sister-in-law as well as your brother are super lazy. They need to get off their butt and raise their own kids. And personally, if I was in your situation, I would stop watching the kids. Like, yeah, I'm not going to let them run outside or anything like that or get into anything that could possibly hurt them or anything like that. But there's no way on earth I'm going to sit there and be forced to babysit kids I don't want to babysit. That's not fair for me or anybody else around. So personally, that's what I would do if I was in your shoes. But also, it will probably do you as well as your parents a lot of good if you step up and say something. You shouldn't have to deal with this kind of behavior. And it's completely inappropriate as well as irresponsible to allow it to happen. Setting up boundaries and putting your foot down is not a bad thing. Sometimes people like this need that type of information for them to realize, oh, I'm being a piece of garbage. Otherwise, you're just enabling this behavior. And by not saying anything, you're basically saying, yeah, you can act like this. And who knows, maybe with some healthy boundaries, the entitled sister-in-law and your brother might clean up their act and probably be a little bit better, potentially. You never know unless you try. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.